0: Hello and welcome to Daily Prayer, today for July 8th,
1: 2021. Glad that you are with me. Let's go ahead and get started. O Lord, open my lips, and my mouth shall proclaim your praise. The Lord be with you, and also with you. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right to give our thanks and praise. Gracious God, we give you thanks that through the gift of our baptism, you have embraced us as your own and made us one in Christ's body. By the power of your Holy Spirit continue to nourish and strengthen us in the ways of faith, hope, and love through Jesus Christ, our Savior. Amen. Our readings for today are Psalm 116 and 147, verses 12 through 20. 1 Samuel 16:14. Through 17, Acts 10, 17 through 33, and Luke 24, 36 through 53. Listen for God's word to speak to
2: you. Psalm 116.
1: I love the Lord because God has heard my voice and my supplications, because God has inclined God's ear to me. Therefore, I will call on God as long as I live. The snares of death encompass me. The pangs of Sheol laid hold on me. I suffered distress and anguish. Then I called on the name of the Lord.
2: O Lord, I pray, save my life. Gracious is the Lord and righteous. Our God
1: is merciful. The Lord protects the simple. When I was brought low, God saved me. Return, O my soul, to your rest,
0: for the Lord has dealt bountifully with you. For you have delivered my soul from death,
1: my eyes from tears, my feet from stumbling. I walk before the Lord in the land of the living. I kept my faith even when I said, I am greatly afflicted. I said in my consternation, everyone is
2: a liar. What shall I return to the Lord for all God's
1: bounty to me? I will lift up the cup of salvation and call on the name of the Lord. I will pay my vows to the Lord in the presence of all God's people. Precious in the sight of the Lord is the death of God's faithful ones. O Lord, I am your servant. I am your servant, the child of your serving girl. You have loosed my bonds. I will offer to you a thanksgiving sacrifice and call on the name of the Lord. I will pay my vows to the Lord in the presence of all God's people, in the courts of the house of the Lord, in your midst, O
0: Jerusalem. Praise the Lord. Psalm 147, 12-20
1: Praise the Lord, O Jerusalem. Praise your God, O Zion. For God strengthens the bars of your gates. God blesses your children within you. God grants peace within your borders. God fills you with the finest of wheat. God sends out God's command to the earth. God's word runs swiftly. God gives snow like wool. God scatters frost like ashes. God hurls down hail like crumbs. Who can stand before God's cold? God sends out God's word and melts them. God makes God's winds blow and the waters flow. God declares God's word to Jacob. God's statutes and ordinances to Israel. God has not dealt thus
0: with any other nation. They do not know God's ordinances. Praise the Lord.
1: Our first reading is from 1 Samuel 16:14 through 17:11. Now the spirit of the Lord departed from Saul and an evil spirit from the Lord tormented him. And Saul's servant said to him, "See now, an evil spirit from God is tormenting you. Let our Lord now command the servant who attend you to look for someone who is skillful in playing the lyre, and when the evil spirit from God is upon you, he will play it and you will feel better." So Saul said to his servants, Provide for me someone who can play well and bring him to me. One of the young men answered, I have seen a son of Jesse, the Bethlehemite, who is a skillful in playing, a man of valor, a warrior, prudent in speech, and a man of good presence. And the Lord is with him. So Saul sent messengers to Jesse and said, Send me your son David, who is with the sheep. Jesse took a donkey loaded with bread, a skin of wine, and a kid, and sent them by his son David to Saul. And David came to Saul and entered his service. Saul loved him greatly, and he became his armor-bearer. Saul sent to Jesse, saying, Let David remain in my service, for he has found favor in my sight. And whenever the evil spirit from God came upon Saul, David took the lyre and played it with his hand. And Saul would be relieved and felt better, and the evil spirit, Would depart from him. Then the Philistines gathered their armies for battle. They were gathered at Sokah, which belongs to Judah, and encamped between Sokah and Ezekah in Ephes Demim. Saul and the Israelites gathered and encamped in the valley of Elah and formed ranks against the Philistines. The Philistines stood on the mountain on one side, and Israel stood on the mountain on the other side the valley between them. And there came out from the camp of of the Philistines a champion named Goliath of Gath, whose height was six cubits and a span. He had a helmet of bronze on his head, and he was armored with a coat of mail. The weight of the coat was five thousand shekels of bronze. He had greaves of bronze on his legs, and a javelin of bronze slung between his shoulders. The shaft of his spear was like a weaver's beam, and his spear's head weighed six hundred shekels of iron, and his shield-bearer went before him. He stood and shouted to the ranks of Israel, Why have you come out to draw up for battle? Am I not a Philistine, and are you not servants of Saul? Choose a man for yourselves, and let him come down to me. If he is able to fight with me and kill me, then we will be your servants. But if I prevail against him and kill him, then you shall be our servants and serve us. And the Philistines said, Today I defy the ranks of Israel. Give me a man that we may fight together. When Saul and all of Israel heard these words of the Philistines, they were dismayed and greatly afraid. And
2: from Acts chapter 10, verses 17 through
1: 33. Now, when Peter was greatly puzzled about what to make of the vision that he had seen, suddenly the men sent by Cornelius appeared. They were asking for Simon's house and were standing by the gate. They called out to ask whether Simon, who was called Peter, was staying there. While Peter was still thinking about the vision, the spirit said to him, Look, three men are searching for you. Now get up, go down, and go with them without hesitation, for I have sent them. So Peter went down to the men and said, I'm the one you are looking for. What is the reason for your coming? They asked, answered, Cornelius, a centurion, an upright and God-fearing man, who is well spoken of by the whole Jewish nation, was directed by a holy angel to send for you to come to his house and to hear what you have to say. So Peter invited them in and gave them lodging. The next day he got up and went with them, and some of the believers from Joppa accompanied him. The following day they came to Caesarea. Cornelius was expecting them and had called together his relatives and close friends. On Peter's arrival, Cornelius met him and, falling to his feet, worshipped him. But Peter made him get up, saying, Stand up! I am only a mortal." And he talked with him. He went in and found that many had assembled. And he said to them, You yourselves know that it is unlawful for a Jew to associate with or to visit a Gentile. But God has shown me that I should not call anyone profane or unclean. So when I was sent for, I came without objection. Now, may I ask you, uh, ask why you sent for me? Cornelius replied, Four days ago at this very hour, at three o'clock, I was praying in my house when suddenly a man of dazzling clothes stood before me. He said, Cornelius, your prayer has been heard, and your alms have been remembered before God. Send therefore to Joppa, and ask for Simon, who is called Peter. He is staying at the home of Simon, a tanner by the sea. Therefore I sent for you immediately, and you have been kind enough to come. So now, all of us are here in the presence of God to listen to all that the Lord has commanded you to say.
2: And Luke 24, verses 36 through 53. While the apostles were talking about this,
1: Jesus himself stood among them and said to them, Peace be with you. They were startled and terrified and thought that they were seeing a ghost. He said to them, Why are you frightened? And why do doubts arise in your hearts? Look at my hands and my feet. See that it is I myself. Touch me and see, for a ghost does not have flesh and bones as you see that I have. And when he had said this, he showed them his hands and his feet. While in their joy they were disbelieving and still wondering, he said to them, Have you anything to eat? They gave him a piece of broiled fish, and he took it and ate it in their presence. Then he said to them, These are my words that I spoke to you while I was still with you that everything written about me in the law of Moses, the prophets, and the Psalms must be fulfilled. Then he opened their minds to understand the scriptures, and he said to them, Thus it is written that the Messiah is to suffer and to rise from the dead on the third day, and that repentance and forgiveness of sins is to be proclaimed in his name to all nations, beginning from Jerusalem. You are witnesses of these things, and see, I am sending upon you what my Father promised,
2: That's not the right button. So we have um,
1: David, and this is, this is sort of a telling the story from a different perspectives. Um, many of these histories oftentimes will have kind of two versions of the story, and the editors have kind of put them together and wove them together. Uh, we can tell sometimes that they are different, and sometimes we can't. So this one, we have uh, Saul, the Spirit of God is taken away from Saul. Um, The implication is that it is given to David. In fact, um, we had the Spirit at the end of our last reading. The Spirit of God came rushed upon David. Um, The word there is the same word that is to describe like a soldier. Rushing at and running at an enemy. Um, this it rushes upon David. Saul loses that spirit and he is troubled in mind. An evil spirit from God, um, is sent to him and he is, he's having trouble, right? I, I suggest he's probably, um, I think he's, uh, um, schizophrenic. No, 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 um, Bipolar—that's what it is. Um, where he has these very sort of manic periods, um, manic depressive periods, and these other times where he's like things are great, but then he—but he switches really, really quickly. Anyways, he's having these hard times, and his folks suggest, "Why don't we find someone to play soothing music for you that can at least calm you down a little bit?" He says, "Yeah, that's a great idea. Who do you have anyone that you would suggest?" And somebody else. You notice this is really interesting, right? Someone else lifts up. There's a son of Jesse. His name is David. He's a man of valor. He watches after the sheep. He um, he is a man who, you know, is he's got his head on straight. He knows what he's doing, but he's also an excellent musician. He would be a good one to, to send for. So they send for him. So David goes into the court of Saul and plays music for him anytime he is having these these episodes. So we have this sort of story, which doesn't necessarily line up as well with the next story because when Saul and David meet in the next story, it seems that they don't know each other. So who knows what's going on there exactly, but there you go. Then we have the beginning of the famous story that we all know about David is David and Goliath. So these two Armies are facing one another, and again, the the point of, or the one of the major things in the mind of an ancient battle warriors is whose god is going to show up, whose god is more powerful, whose god is going to win this battle, because gods win battle, not human beings. So, the Philistines
2: want to find out, has the Hebrew god shown up? Because
1: we've had encounters with the Hebrew God before and it doesn't go well for us. 20 men can be wiped out by two. Uh, we can l- just lose our minds. We have lost over and over to the God of the Hebrews. So let's find out if that God has shown up. So they send out their great warrior, Goliath. Um, according to this, he is, let's see, what's, what's the, um, uh, he has six cubits and a span a cubit is um, the the length of from fingertip to elbow. It's about eighteen inches, a foot and a half. So this would be a nine foot dude. So he could either be literally nine foot tall. Um, this is not unheard of. He he could be a form of giant. Um, I was thinking of you're maybe familiar with the Princess Bride. Um, there is not Andre the Giant is the guy who played him, but um, I don't remember his name in the in the story. But the Princess Bride actually comes from a real history of a real country. Um, and Andre the Giant, when he was going to research and, and getting ready for the role, went to this country. And in their museum, they had the hand of um, this person in a jar that was preserved. And Andre the Giant looked at this hand and compared his own hand to this hand in a jar and said it was not even close to as big. So big people exist, but big people exist even now, right? We have basketball players. We have, you know, Jason Momoa is a big dude. If he came out against (laughs) my army and said, you know, anybody want to come fight me? And if I win, then you're all my slaves. And if you win, you're all my slaves. I would definitely think twice about Engaging in that battle,
2: right? Goliath is a big warrior,
1: a big imposing warrior. He is coming out to challenge the people. But the purpose is, hey, is one of you brave enough to come and face me? Is your God going to be on your side? Because we're not so sure. If your God is going to show up, we're going to lose. So they're kind of using an intimidation tactic. But you notice they don't actually ever engage in the battle either. The Philistines are also afraid because they do this over and over and over. Again, if, if the people had been paying attention, the Hebrew people had been paying attention to their history, they would know if God is on their side, they're going to win. It doesn't matter how big this person is or not. And in fact, that's the point of this story. But there's the setup that we have. And then we have in Acts um, Peter going to Cornelius' house and not sure what to expect. He goes to Cornelius' house. He, he, um, first, he allows these, these emissaries from Cornelius' house to stay with him. And then he goes with them and enters into the house, which, as I said on Sunday, was a really major sort of uh, cultural and law. It's a big deal for him to do so. But he says, I realize now, you know, God does not um, show partiality. I guess you need to also hear this good news. And so he is about to to proclaim the good news of Jesus to them. Speaking of the good news of Jesus, we have that from Jesus's mouth, right? Uh, Those disciples who were on the way to Emmaus and had gotten to Emmaus have now run all the way back to the disciples and the apostles and told them the story of all these things, and they are just freaking out. They don't know exactly what this means. And while they're doing that, Jesus shows up and says, Peace be with you. They don't know what to do with it, and he asks for something to eat, right? There's this clear proof that he is not a, a ghost. He is not some sort of spirit or apparition. He is some, a living body. Used to be dead is now alive again. He eats the fish and he tells them. He opens the scriptures to them, just as he did to those walking in Emmaus. He he tells them all the fulfillment. This is all the things that the Messiah is supposed to do. He is supposed to suffer. He is the suffering servant of Isaiah. And on the third day he is to rise again. This has all happened according to what was already written in Scripture. This is not uh, some sort of curveball that you you know, we're not expecting you were not expecting it because you weren't interpreting things correctly. If I tell you this correct interpretation, it all makes sense, it all lines up. This was the way it always was supposed to happen. And then he ascends. He goes into heaven. And the and the disciples are there in Jerusalem waiting for the power of God to come from on high. And they are Pondering all of these things, um, and they continually spend time in the temple—a um, sort of uh, um, trailer or a or a, a foreshadowing or a foretaste of what we'll see in Acts, um, which is the second part of the Gospel of Luke. So those are our readings for today. Let's go ahead and join our hearts together in prayer. Satisfy us with your love in the morning. And we will live this day in joy and praise. God of all mercies, we praise you that you have brought us to this new day, brightening our lives with the dawn of promise and hope in Jesus Christ. Especially we thank you
0: for ministries of discernment and governance. Those who teach and those who learn. The community of faith in your church. Reconciliation in our relationships. All gifts of healing and forgiveness. People of God, for what else do we give thanks?
1: We give thanks for and pray for the middle schoolers from our presbytery who are doing a trip in lieu
0: of going to Mo Ranch.
1: Merciful God, strengthen us in our prayer that we may lift up the brokenness of this world
0: for your healing and share in the saving love of Jesus Christ. Especially we pray for the church in Europe. Safe, clean, and renewable energy. Those who are lonely and forgotten. Those from whom we are estranged. All who glorify you in worship and service. People of God, for what else do we pray?
2: We pray for Pam, Bill's friend, who is home from the hospital but
1: is frustrated that her eyesight has been affected by the stroke. We pray for David, a friend of Jan Ann's, who is recovering from triple bypass surgery. For the family and friends of Ben, a
2: co-worker
1: and teammate of Dennis's. For Freddie, who is having a new round of chemotherapy and also for Ashley, who
0: is taking care of her. Eternal God, you are the source of
1: every gift and the fountain of all blessing. Give us such joy in living and such peace in serving Christ that we may gratefully make use of all your blessings and joyfully seek our risen Lord in everyone we meet. In Jesus Christ we pray. Amen.
2: Now, so far as it depends on us, let us live peaceably with all. Amen. Bless the Lord.
1: The Lord's name be praised. Thank you so much for joining me today for daily prayer. Join me tomorrow for some more. Like this video, share it with someone else, click on the subscription and the notification button, as well as going to our website, johncalvinchurch.org, for more information. Our liturgy today came from the Book of Common Worship of the Presbyterian Church USA, 2018 edition. Our readings came from the New Revised Standard Version of the Bible
0: Daily Lectionary Readings. Thank you so much for joining me. Have a blessed day, and we'll see you next time.